friends, the angels have a very clear message for you this month, and it's this. Do not hold the vibration of fear. Hold the vibration of love. Do not hold the vibration of hate. Hold the vibration of peace. I wanted to let you know that we'll be praying more together here on this podcast. In my lifetime, I've witnessed personally miracles that occur when people come together and use their free will to pray. The angels say it shifts energy, creates an opening for healing, and brings positive change. Please join me at the end of today's episode and every episode this month to pray for and envision peace on earth. We'll also be praying together over on my Instagram page if you want to join us at Angel Podcast. Now here's today's episode. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to the Angels and Awakening podcast. I am here with Emily today, and she has three beautiful angel stories to share with you that I know you're just going to love. Emily, thank you so much for being here and taking time out of your day to share your stories with us. Thank you, Julie. I am so excited to be with you. Um, each of these stories has happened throughout the last five or so years. And without your podcast, I would not have recognized just how much they meant. Um, and I'm so glad that my mom introduced me to your podcast and I was able to really connect with my angels. And um, so thank you. Oh, of course, of course. Um, so I'm going to have you take it away. Okay. Um, so the first story is about my family. Um, I am from a very big extended family. Uh, my mom is one of six and we have almost 20 cousins. So there's a lot of us. Um, we are very close. And as the years have gone on, you know, it becomes a little more difficult. In uh, about five years ago, my uncle's wife um, got diagnosed with cancer. And this was a huge blow for all of us because she had recently had two small children. Um, and she's just such a light in the world. So we all kind of stepped in and helped during her cancer treatment. Um, she ended up passing after about a year and a half. And it was, it was tragic. It was so tragic. And it was we still are having trouble coping with it because she was such a massive, um, lovable person. So to have her gone is really tough. So she passed away in March of 2016. A few months after her passing, I was leaving work. My husband or my boyfriend at the time, but now my husband picked me up from work and we were driving from Virginia to Massachusetts overnight to go see my family. And my mom calls me and she says, you need to go to Connecticut immediately. Your aunt was in a car accident. We don't know what's going on. So we panicked having no answers. All we knew is that she was on a bike and she was struck by a car and she was in the ICU. Wow. So my husband and I, you know, reroute our trip, which was wildly convenient, honestly, the fact that we were driving to Massachusetts and we just had to stop in Connecticut. 
So we didn't get there until three in the morning. And those hours were just complete panic and fear. We were anxious. We're trying to figure out with my cousins what was going on. How do we step in? Um, a little backstory about my aunt who was in the accident. She had brain cancer, survived miraculously. And so to have this happen was like, oh my gosh, what else could go wrong to this poor woman? So my husband and I get to the hotel at three in the morning where it just horrified in a panic and I can't sleep, just like palpitations in my chest, not letting me sleep. We're planning on waking up around six to go to the hospital. And I close my eyes hoping to sleep and I do. And I have a dream where my aunt who had recently passed comes to me and we're sitting in a basement and she looks at me, she says, you look so good. I miss you so much. And it's like, we were having a normal conversation. And I looked at her, I was like, auntie, oh my God, I love you. We miss you. How are you? And she said, I'm good. Just watch after the boys, you know, like make sure the boys are good. And I was like, what? And those are her children. And I said, what about auntie? Is she going to be okay? And she puts her hand on my leg and she said, Emily, she's going to be fine. And the next morning I woke up after like two hours and I just had this sense of calm, like total peace and calm, knowing, even though I had no idea what was going on in the hospital, that she was going to be okay. And it was a long recovery, um, but she was discharged from the hospital like within a week and um, went into physical therapy and rehab. And now she's doing very well. So that was really cool. That's amazing. That's amazing. Well, what's interesting too is um, like when you said you woke up from the dream and you just had that peace, that's a transmission of telepathic energy, right? Like I, this is what the angels are saying and it's a new way that they are phrasing it that I haven't seen before is that, you know, in a visitation dream like you had, I've always known that it's a telepathic communication um, but the way that they're saying to describe it to everybody is it's like a transmission of energy is what telepathic communication is. So you were able to wake up and still know that you were there. That really did happen. Um, but the transmission of energy is the way that you feel. You just have this different vibration that you're carrying of peace. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. That's such a good way to describe it, too, because that's exactly how I felt just with that full body peace. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I'm going to have you keep going. Okay. Um, so my next angel story is about a patient that I had in the past. So I work currently in the medical field and I used to work about five or so years ago as a pediatric nurse, which was so rewarding, but incredibly challenging at times. Um, just a lot of chronic illnesses and cancer patients, but the best part of it is that we got so close with these patients and their families because they had to come back often. Um, so I was really lucky to build strong relationships with all of my patients um, and their family members. So in this May, I don't even remember the year, my, my mind is blanking, uh, but in May I came to a night shift and I was assigned to a patient who I had worked with a couple of times before I had known her and her family very well, and we knew that she was close to the end of life. 
it was hard for her family to grasp because she was so vibrant. I mean, like you walk in the room and she's cracking jokes, she's playing games with you while she's getting her chemo, like just amazing. So when I saw her, I could tell that she was close to her end of disease, which was really tough. Um, And the whole family was there that night because they kind of knew something was going on, but they hadn't come to terms with it. In the middle of the night, she needed to get up to use the bathroom. So I helped her get up and she ended up dying in my arms within 30 seconds. And it happened so quickly that I'm like, how do I think clinically right now? Well, I have this girl, um, you know, on me. So I quickly get her back into bed and we activate emergency services and the whole family is just watching this go down. And I'm wondering what did I do wrong? Knowing full well, like this would have happened in any way, but having that you physically be a part of that moment was a real huge challenge. So, um, by the next morning, I think I leave at like, I left early because it was so traumatic after she had passed, briefly talked with the parents afterwards and went to her funeral and tried to cope as best I could. But I, for weeks was just torn up by this experience and like feeling this immense amount of guilt and just sad that this little girl had died so young. And one day, So that happened in May. One day in July, I had a dream again where I was with this girl and we're coloring on the, um, on a playground. We're just coloring butterflies and she's happy. And we're just sitting there smiling. No words are exchanged, but we're, I just like felt she's okay. And this is her telling me she's okay. The next morning when I wake up from the dream, I'm just like elated to have seen her and felt at peace again. And I happen to have her obituary still. So I open my desk where I get her obituary out. And it was her birthday that day, which was not even in my realm of consciousness. Like I did not remember her birthday. I would not have remembered her birthday had you asked me, you know, even after the fact, but I just felt like now I realized she had come to see me on her birthday to let me know that she was okay. So that was just incredible. That's amazing. That's amazing. Well, and it's interesting too, that you got two different dreams too, right? That like, it's really rare. Not everybody gets that. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. So we're going to talk at the end, but I want you to keep going into your third one. So my third one is a dream too, because apparently that's just how I get my messages. Um, (laughs) I love it. And this one goes back to my family. Uh, My my poor aunt who was hit by this bike had the worst luck and her husband had some chronic illnesses um, that were really debilitating for five years. It really strained their immediate family and it was a huge challenge. He passed away unexpectedly and kind of expectedly because he had had so many chronic illnesses uh, last fall. So fall 2020. And during the pandemic, of course, we couldn't celebrate his life fully. So it was almost like we got exchange of text messages. We called each other and then it's like, okay, your morning's over. They did a virtual service, but it was a mass where they had only mentioned his name and, you know, it wasn't enough for them either. And this is a man that 
was such an integral part of my childhood, a part of our huge extended family. So it was really tough on all of us. So about three days after he passed, I have this dream where my entire family and me, my aunts, uncles, siblings, and all my cousins are sitting in this circle at this gorgeous house, which like was my dream house, overlooking a lake. And my uncle is sitting in a wheelchair, almost like towards the exit of where the circle is. And my aunt is next to him, my cousin's next to him, ready to take him away. And we had this knowing in the dream that after we had all hung out and been with him, that he was going away to die. Like that was just the knowing that we had. So we sit in the circle and we each go around and say what he meant to us and how much we're going to miss him. And in the dream, I say exactly what I would have said to him in person. Just, I love you. Thank you for being there for me as a child. Like, we're, we're just going to miss you immensely. We're going to take care of auntie and, you know, like we can't wait to see you again. And everybody goes around and shares their piece and my cousin wheels him away. And that was it. And of course the next morning I wake up thinking he's okay. Like I just got to give my piece. I got to finally say what it would have said to him, you know? Um, and it felt like he was okay in that dream. Just, seeing him in this gorgeous place. This is fascinating. Okay, so there's a lot of different things that are coming through. One of the things that your entire like collective spirit team is saying is that you and I were supposed to meet today because there's some things that you need to understand about all of this, all right? They keep saying that you've been highly intuitive since you were a little girl. And they said though that there are certain belief systems that come in as we grow up and one of your things that that you kind of think is that you can get these messages in the dreams but that you can't get them during the day and you're nodding your head for anybody who can't see you you could listen over on youtube as well and you could see us at the same time always because all of these are now recorded for youtube as well but what they very specifically said is that what you need to hear is that you're a highly intuitive person and that this energy, if you can bring it through in your dreams, you can also bring it through in your day. And they said, we need you to start playing with this because it's actually going to help you in your profession where when you just say, okay, guys, I need the answer, right? Or okay, God, universe, source, I need the answer. What, what do I do with this? listen for the response and something will come through to you and they want you to start playing with this intuition because you have it you just have to grow it does that make sense yeah yeah okay beautiful souls do you regularly see repeating numbers cardinals or other signs if so your angels and loved ones on the other side are trying to tell you something these signs aren't just a cute hello from the universe these messages go deeper these messages are about you your life your relationships your purpose and how god needs to work through you in this lifetime friends we all go through moments where we question Am I doing this right? Am I on the right track? The thing is, our higher self knows the true answer. 
our angels and loved ones in heaven do too. I've worked with the angels to channel the steps you can take to uncode your own personal messages and clearly hear answers from the other side. This workshop will give you your own unique way of communicating with your spirit team and leaning on them for support. After this workshop, you'll be able to integrate these steps into your life to clearly communicate with your angels daily. This workshop is on Saturday, March 26, 2022 at 10.30 a.m. Central Time. It's called Signs and Angel Numbers, a divine guide to clearly understanding your angels. If you're an angel member, this workshop is included in your membership. Non-members can register for this workshop on my website, theangelmedium.com. And if you're listening to this in the future, you can also check it out on the website as well. I have a question yeah. just talking about patience and it's a little bit different, but is it okay if I ask? Totally. Okay. So during COVID, I worked um, in an urgent care setting and I had a young patient come to me with COVID-like symptoms, but it didn't follow the normal trajectory. Um, and it was kind of a, a bizarre story, but he was healthy, like young twenties, totally fine up until this week. So most people will be like, Oh, it's COVID. It's fine. Well, to a degree. <laughs> um, and on the physical exam findings, his vital signs were a little bit off, but his lung sounds were okay. Um, I didn't have a chest x-ray machine. And so I thought, you know what? I would love, I want him to get an x-ray. I want to send him to the ER, but this poor kid is going to be like, why do I have to go to the ER? This is ridiculous. So I left the room just trying to talk to my colleagues and come up with a plan for him. And as, as soon as I shut the door, I had this voice being like, you have to send him. He has to go. Yeah. And that was it. And I was like, uh, okay. Is that my nursing intuition? I don't know. <laughs> Is that my clinical judgment? And I ended up sending him to the hospital and he, um, they found uh, a mass in his lungs. And I don't know what happened after that. Um, but I'm so fortunate that I sent him because goodness knows how long it would have been. And I, that was the first medical experience that I've had. Like that was not my voice. Yeah. A hundred and ten percent. So that was, you know, what your intuition is, is, you know, like a, a rope. I want you to think of rope, right? And the rope is made up of different strands that are all interwoven together. That is what your intuition is like. Your intuition is like a rope that's made up of all these different strands of lines of communication. One is the communication of your soul self, your higher self that knows everything you're going to experience here, um, past, present, future. And the other strands, God, universe, source, you know, has this direct line of communication to you. Your angels are a strand. They have this direct line of communication, as well as your loved ones and your spirit team on the other side, your guides. And so together, you see all of these strands interwoven together makes this rope. And that rope is your intuition. And what 
people like me can do is say, okay, well, when you connected with that, you are actually connecting with his spirit team, right? Who is able to come through your channel of communication and say, no, he has to get there. He has to get over to the hospital. He has to get this x-ray. And so what happens is a lot of people have this self-doubt within them. Oh, I'm just making this up. You're not making it up. It's coming through. Um, the more and more work that you do, you can start to clarify which strand is it coming through, right? Um, and that's what students in my Angel Reiki school are learning how to do. But was that your intuition? 100%. But it was the strand of communication of his spirit team mm -hmm. coming through you. Very cool. Yeah. A couple of different things I want to go into. Um, who's the grandmother on the other side? Is this mom's mom? She is still living. Um, okay. it, actually it could be my great grandmother. Yeah. Um, cause it's definitely on your mom's side. Do you have a piece of jewelry from your great grandmother? Mm -hmm. I okay. have a lot of jewelry of hers. Okay, because she keeps showing me the jewelry and um, just to signify that, yes, it is her. Um, I know that you're close to a lot of people on the other side. I can't say why who comes through and, you know, um, but she is just definitely right here. And then your aunt that you were talking about before just stepped forward next to her. If you're comfortable talking about it, um, you and your husband, what is your like um, children journey been? so confusing because we we've been together for many years we've always imagined wanting kids and now that we're married we're like wait our life is so great and we just <laughs> love each like our marriage is so great right now and we're nervous to mess it up and we're really struggling with it's something that we even want to do yeah okay there's a couple of different messages that they have for you on this and there's a couple of different things that are coming through. Some women, when they listen, and you do not have to have children to be happy, okay? Because your aunt just turned to me and she goes, well, would you say that first? Because that's the first point of priority. And she goes, 110%, you do not have to have children. Um, and she said, and you do not have to make this decision right here, right now, right? Like, like you guys might talk about what's best for you. And then two years later, um, have a different decision that kind of comes through. She said, you just have to follow your heart every step of the way. And what she said, don't, um, Gosh, because your great grandma just came in and looked at her and she said, never say never. OK, so there's like this other strand of energy where your your great grandmother is saying, perhaps now's not the time. Right. There's other things that you want to do. There's still time that you want to share with one another. And so they're kind of like going back and forth over there. What I was going to say before is that sometimes when people to your point, like you were saying, well, we don't want to mess it up, right? We don't know what this actually looks like. Um, you'll know when you know, just like you knew he was the right person for you. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so um, 
The other thing is don't say to yourself like it would be hard to get pregnant or like feel that energy because they said if you made the choice to have children, they would come through to you. Like I keep snapping my fingers, right? Um, but they want you to know it's completely your free will choice. And they said there is no wrong choice. So I want you to see like a split in the energy. And if you choose to not have children, I want you to see you and your husband just completely happy and loving on each other at 95 years old and just like loving looking back at every moment of your life. And if you choose down the road to have kids, I want you to know that it's not a one and done thought process that you can, excuse me, kind of come back to it as you need to. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Because you know what? Your, your aunt just pulled out this list and it's kind of like um, Santa's scroll of names. You know, you like drop the scroll and it just keeps rolling on the ground. And she goes, there's so much that they want to do together. I feel like, and it's not a bucket list. You guys aren't going anywhere, but it's just like, you want to do all of these things and see all of these things. And they said, and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So know that, know that that's okay. Here's the other thing that they just want you to know. It's an energy too. Okay. So if we have lived thousands of lifetimes, we've lived with different people in different capacities and different roles, right? Maybe one time your dad was your brother. Maybe, you know, you have a hundred children's souls on the other side. As women, we cannot bring through a hundred souls in this lifetime, right? It's not possible. One of the things that I feel in a lot of women is they're so empathic that they feel into that energy of that connection with those souls on the other side. And I want you to know that your children's energy too gives you the permission to not bring them through if you don't want to, to, you know, it's not like you have to. Um, they said, we're all here for you. And if you want us to cut, you know, some of us to come through, we would. Um, but it's not like they're pushing it. Does that make sense? Yeah. But sometimes you feel that connection and it almost gets confusing, like wires are crossed. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I don't and know if that helps you at all, but that is just what kept coming through. In the last two weeks, we've been talking about it. And yeah, this is, that's massively helpful. <laughs> good, good. Um, that's awesome. I'm so excited for you. Um, there's a fatherly energy on your husband's side that keeps coming through. And um, okay. Know that um, he said your husband is a perfectionist with everything that he does at work and that you help him so much to just kind of ground him and center him and take him out of that egoic mind worry swirl. And he said, keep doing that. Um, but would you tell him that he has this very clear work trajectory path where like he's going places and here's something that a friend's dad said to her and she said it to me and it's always stuck with me people aren't as scared of failure 
as they are scared of success. Because when you have success, who are you then? Your goal, your passions fuel you. And who are you without that fuel once you reach that success? And what your grand, uh, his grandfather needs him to know is once you have that success, you turn around and there's another mountain to climb right behind you, right? There's, there's another stepping stone there. And so they want him to get out of his own way because his self-doubt is coming in and it doesn't need to be there at all. He doesn't need to have it. He just needs to think of himself as being wildly successful and that that success continuing his entire life and just be grateful. That's so cool. That is so cool. Yeah. Awesome. Um, Emily, thank you so, so much for being here today and joining me today. I love you and anybody listening. Um, you can always watch this on YouTube. Like I said before, um, you can also join me over on Instagram. Uh, I go live at seven thirties, uh, seven thirty some nights, Monday through Thursday. Um, would love to see you over there and follow me at angel podcast. And then if you have have angel stories that you'd love to share, we'd love to include them here on the show. Um, so please uh, let us know. Thank you so much, Emily, for being here. I hope you have a great blessed day. Thank you, Julie. You too. Bye. Bye. Beautiful souls, I just want us to take a moment and pray together. I want you to start by taking a deep breath in and a deep breath out. And I just want you to feel your crown chakra opening at the top of your head. I want you to feel God's loving oneness energy pouring like a waterfall of love into your entire body, surrounding your auric field filling every molecule of space within you, surrounding you. And I want you to feel that you are so filled to the brim with oneness energy that it begins to radiate out like the rays of energy that radiate out from the sun. And friends, what I want to do this month is every time you come to the podcast, I want us just to pray together. The reason we pray, we have shown it scientifically, it does make a difference. When you pray, they have shown scientifically that it does something within another person's energy field. That person might not know that they are being prayed for, but something is happening energetically. So let's come together right now today and just pray. Uh, Danny, if you could take that over again. So let's just come together today and pray. There's a lot happening in the world right now, and this is not about letting fear consume you. This is about taking your energy and directing it the way you want it to go. And so we're going to use our intention today. We're going to use the love that God has just poured into us today. 
to radiate that love out, radiate our intent, prayers, ask God to surround angels with the people on earth who need it. And in particular today, we're going to ask that God surround with angels, the people of Ukraine, to provide the people of Ukraine with angels that give them strength, that give them hope, that give them divine wisdom. Friends, this isn't a political thing whatsoever. This is a human thing. This is a collective consciousness thing. And what we're doing today is bringing more love into this world. So I want you to just take a moment to pray with me. Dear God, universe source, we know that there are babies that uh, should be in a NICU right now, special needs children who should be in an ICU hospital right now, who are not able to because of the conflict that is happening in Ukraine. And God, we ask you to protect those children, to heal those children, to surround those children with the angels that they need to give them everything, to become fully 110% healthy. God, universe source, we pray for the mothers who are pregnant right now, who are fear-filled of how they're going to give birth where they're going to give birth. We ask you to put their hearts, their minds at ease and create a safe place for them to bear children into this world. God, we pray for the displaced families, the children who are unsure of what's going on, who have fear in their hearts. We pray for those children to be surrounded by angels of comfort, angels of love who fill them up so that they know they're not alone and they feel a semblance of safety, of security. We also play, pray for those displaced families, those who are left behind, those who are still fighting. God, we ask you to give them courage. We ask you to give them strength. We ask you to fill them with every single thing that it is that they need to get through this time in their life. God, Universe Source, we ask you to provide everyone in Ukraine with angels to surround them. God, Universe Source, we also pray for those who have lost somebody in this conflict. That you help bring healing to the hearts of those who are left behind. And friends, I just want you to take a moment to add in your own prayer right here, right now. Friends, your angels ask you to hold a vision, a future earth, and that is one filled with peace, with love, where there is all peace on earth 
And if your egoic mind comes in, gets in the way and says, that's not possible, Julie, it is. We all have to hold that vision within our minds right now. So start by holding it within yours, by seeing all of earth as peace-filled, as loving towards one another. Your angels say that now more than ever, it's so important for you to do your own work on yourself. Because when you're spiritually healthy individually, it leads to us being spiritually healthy as a collective. So doing the work on yourself individually lends itself to peace within all. When you have peace within you, we can have peace within the collective. So friends, please know that your angels do not want you to be fear-filled. They want you to, anytime your egoic mind brings in fear, use your intention. Use your ability to pray. There is no wrong way to pray. To pray for people you care about, even if you don't know them. Use this opportunity to look at your own life and the lessons that God, universe, source, your angels are trying to bring into you right now on how to bring more peace into your life so that as you create a more peace-filled world for yourself, we can come into a more peace-filled collective as a whole. Friends, I want you to see one more time peace on earth, peace within yourself, peace within your own life. I want you to send that energy that you are filled with, that oneness energy, out to the world, out to the people of Ukraine, out to everyone on this planet who needs it. Remember, it's not coming from you. It's coming through you from God, universe, source. If you allow it to, that oneness energy is an unlimited source that will flow through you to everybody who needs it here on earth. Friends, thank you for coming together. Thank you for praying with me. Thank you for sending love out into the universe. Every single time your egoic mind tries to bring you back into a fear state, I just want you to stop for 30 seconds, call in your angels and just pray. Just feel that oneness automatically radiating within your body and just send it out into the world to those who need it. Friends, I love you. Spirit loves you. Your angels, your loved ones on the other side, they are looking out for you. They're with you right here, right now. Open up your heart to miracles, to blessings, to this vision of peace filling this world. Bye, friends.